what's up, Crypt Nation? Bryce Paul and the Notorious Pizza Mind coming at you per usual from the sunny and 70 San Diego. All right, so if you haven't heard yet, Pete's and I just finished writing a 290-page book called Crypto Revolution, Your Guide to the Future of Money. And we did this so that anyone anywhere in the world can learn about really how cryptocurrency and blockchain technology are putting the power back in the hands of the people. And really, we wrote this to equip the masses with the tools to profit from this revolution. So whether you invest in crypto or something else, the point is that you need to escape inflation, which is a hidden tax on your savings by investing in your future. And we think that crypto is really the hottest market, which has the most upside potential. And we are so confident that Crypto Revolution is the perfect starting point, whether you're the crypto curious or the seasoned investor just looking to learn about the world's newest asset class. All right. The best part is we're giving it away literally for free. Okay? For free. All we ask is you pay for shipping uh, just to help offset the cost of the book. We're literally making zero dollars on this and are just doing it to give back to our amazing community of listeners. All right. So go to CryptoRevolution.com today and get your free copy. All right. What is up, all you good, wonderful citizens of Crypt Nation? It is your dutiful hosts, as always, Bryce Paul and the notorious Pizza Mind coming at you from San Diego. Pete's, what's cracking? Today's a really, really good day. We've got all kinds of new gadgets coming to the apartment. We're going to be redoing the office here. We finally are going to get a proper desk. We got our first chairs last week that weren't free hand-me-downs from the beginning. So, <laughs> Crypto 101 is uh, reaching new heights. We are reaching new heights, and it wouldn't be possible without the wonderful companies that make all these amazing gadgets. So I'm really, really excited for today's guest. Well, who do we have on the show today? We have Lisa Butters from Honeywell Aerospace, who is the general manager of their new platform, Go Direct Trade. Lisa, welcome to Crypto 101. Hey, thanks, guys, so much. It sounds like you guys are crushing it over there with the office furniture. I'm impressed. <laughs> yes, we are using purse.io to order all kinds of stuff from Amazon and save anywhere between 20 and 40% on all the stuff. And we get to pay in crypto. So I finally talked Kevin into uh, loosening the purse strings a little bit. <laughs> how much money we can save. Yes, indeed. And that is not a plug. Purse is not an advertiser. Although if you are listening, purse.io, we'd love to have you on. But on to Honeywell. Okay, guys, if you've never heard of Honeywell, uh, they're 77th uh, largest company in America by market capitalization. If you've heard of the Fortune 100, they are 77. Um, and Lisa, thank you for joining us. And I want to know kind of from a strategic level, why did Honeywell choose to get involved in blockchain? Yeah, so that's a great question. I think to answer that, we first have to ask ourselves why Honeywell would want to launch a software startup, which is GoDirectTrade, and it's a marketplace for used aerospace parts. Um, Honeywell has a rich legacy in aerospace. The aerospace segment of Honeywell is about a um, $20 billion business to them. So it's huge, right? And they felt like it was time to try to get involved into e-commerce from an aerospace perspective. And what was really interesting about the space is that it is a $4 billion a year space. So for used aerospace parts, about $4 billion trades hands but none of it is done online. Like when, when I say none of it, I mean very, very little, but 
in reality, really nothing is done online. So then you ask yourself, well, how do people transact? And the way that people do it is through emails and phone calls. Oh, it boy. very much looks like what, what it was 15 years ago with used like cars. Um, you know, very relationship based. There's no transparency. You don't post pricing. Come to the dealership. I'll make you a great, you know, offer a great deal. And that's how wildly used inefficient. Is. Yes, wildly inefficient. And so when we launched the marketplace, which was a little over a year ago, um, we really had to ask ourselves the question of why. Like, why is it in the days of you know Amazon, where everything is bought online? You know, you're talking about using purse.io to purchase your furniture. Um, so that you can transact in Bitcoin and pay in cryptocurrency. But so why is it that this industry, which is huge, why do people put up with emails and phone calls? And it really all came down to trust. And at that point, that was a little over a year ago, um, we started to investigate different technologies that would help us with trust. And that's really how we landed on blockchain. And that's why a little over a year ago, Honeywell started to aggressively start um, developing our blockchain applications and really it was to solve the customer problem on our marketplace of why are people not checking out and there really was not enough trust between the buyer and the seller to have a digital transaction um, two things with aerospace transactions one is they're high dollar transactions so the average order that goes through go trade is about ten thousand dollars so you think about, you know, like living spaces, you know, people aren't that comfortable putting a $3,000 cart sometimes in their cart and checking out. Like right. these are an average of $10,000. We've actually sold things for, you know, over $200,000 on our site. And the second thing is from an aerospace perspective, these parts have to be safe enough to reinstall back into an aircraft. So there's a lot of quality, you know, strict guidelines that you have to meet when you, if you're trying to buy an aerospace part, that sucker better be safe enough to put into your, you know, your aircraft so that you can fly passengers. So right there, you know, those two things, it's high dollar, there's really stringent quality requirements. That's really what has kept this industry, in my opinion, in this antiquated state. There isn't enough trust between a buyer and seller. So they feel far more comfortable calling Sally Joe, you know, over ABC trading, because you know, she's going to one, give you a great deal. And number two, she's safe, right? She's safe enough to provide um, a quality part to you and you don't have to worry about that. Right. And so and really that's why Honeywell's there. investigated it. Yes. So that's why Honeywell, um, we want to solve a customer problem. In our case, we have a marketplace. People aren't checking out online in aerospace and it was a trust problem. So we use the technology to manufacture trust between a buyer and seller um, digitally. That's amazing. Could you, could you kind of unpack that statement, that, that last statement, you know, you're manufacturing trust um, what, what does that really, really mean, uh, practically? How yeah. does it, how does the blockchain make it so that, you know, two people don't need to trust each other? Right. I think, you know, for a lot of people, when we first got into the blockchain space, we knew it for what most everyone knows it for, which is cryptocurrencies and trading cryptocurrencies and checking out. Um, but the way that we use it is we use it because it's a technology that allows us to, in a highly secure way, crowdsource a decentralized database. And what we do is for all parts that we have on GoDarkTrade on the marketplace, we try to provide the consumer as much information about that part as possible, kind of like providing a part pedigree. And it's very much like Carfax. If you've ever purchased a, a car from um, like a used car and you order the Carfax report, it's basically telling you everything you can know about a, a car. Was it in an accident? Was it in a cold weather state? Maybe you don't like the snow and the damage to the engine. That's how we use blockchain technology in our marketplace. 
we use blockchain technology so that we can connect out into an ecosystem, a very complex aerospace ecosystem, to try to capture as much information about these used aerospace parts as possible. Where was it born? Like its manufacturing um, birth date and its manufacturing um, facility. Um, was it repaired? Which repair shop repaired it? Did it come off an aircraft from dismantlement? What day did it come off? Who was its previous owner? You know, if you have two equivalent parts on GoDirectTrade and one has a pretty good part pedigree and another one has no part history to it because we weren't able to collect it through our blockchain ecosystem, then typically the consumer will go with the part that has more information about it. So we try to manufacture that trust and kind of chisel away at that boulder of mistrust by providing as much information to the consumer as possible. That's really how we do it on GoDirectTrade. That makes a lot of sense. So what was life like in supply chain with the legacy systems before you moved over to blockchain to try and keep track of all this information between so many dealers? Did you really just have to call 10, 12, 15 different places to find the part and the information you needed? Or how did it work? Uh, surprisingly, yes. This whole entire industry is very antiquated and it's very fragmented. So if you want an aerospace part and you want the quality information on it, you have to find a seller that has all that quality information available so that they can email it to you. Um, I think what really blows people away is how old, you know, like how old of operations we're dealing with here. So when you say, you know, was it really that old where people had to, you know, call and email and call 15 different people for parts? The answer is yes, surprisingly yes. Um, before go direct trade and you know using the black te blockchain technology came into play um really there was not much transparency at all in this industry so within the aerospace parts industry this notion of posting price of posting product images of posting quality paperwork that is unheard of there are about 20 competitors in this space that try to quote unquote sell you know aerospace parts and we are the only one out of 20 that makes price, product images, and quality documents required to have a listing, which is, you know, you would think that should be a no-brainer, but we are the only ones that set the bar really high for e-commerce. And then, of course, with blockchain, we are the only ones by far, you know, that are that's leveraging blockchain technology to bring that information to the consumer up front. And so a lot of times people get confused. They think, you know, or they equate uh, blockchain and cryptocurrency, but yep. in a system uh, like GoDirectTrade, there's no cryptocurrencies per se, but there are, you know, digital representations of these assets, or, or could you kind of talk a little bit about yeah. the difference between blockchain and crypto in your guys' system? Yeah. So when we, when we talk about like enterprise grade blockchains and kind of like the IBMs and the Walmarts and the Honeywells of the world, the way that we use blockchain is for exactly what the technology was built for, which is it's a highly secured way to crowdsource a decentralized database. That's really the foundation of like what the technology is and why we use it. If you think about large companies, Fortune 100 companies, we really have this walled garden approach to data. So whether it's right. Honeywell, whether it's Boeing, whether it's Airbus, you have these gigantic corporations and we put these walls around all of our data because I think everyone thinks we can monetize our data and we want to protect it. With blockchain technology, it's a complete paradigm shift. You're, we effectively remove all the barriers across whether it's a large enterprise to a mom and pop or Honeywell to you know, a repair shop. But we are effectively creating nodes that we can connect to their systems and connect to their data so that we can crowdsource information about these parts. 
it is a completely different um, mindset change from a corporate America perspective. Instead of protecting your data, um, you share it, right? Instead of keeping your data inside your four walls, now you're depending on your ecosystem and other big players or small players to populate the data for you into this um, blockchain application. How hard was it to convince so many of your business partners to go along with this new kind of transparency and openness when it's such a foreign thing, like you were saying? Yeah, it's, I'll tell you if you were to you know ask what the number one kind of hurdle is, it's adoption of the technology in aerospace. I think in the financial services sector and even in the food industry, I think it's it's progressed and they've kind of had a head start, like a three to five year head start on the technology. But within aerospace, because it's such a big paradigm shift, it is literally winning over like one by one, whether it's a repair shop, another OEM, um, another big aerospace company. But our ecosystem so far is it's fairly small, but we are rapidly growing. Like we're bringing on, you know, new people that want to either, you know, um, create a node and connect to us or they want to use our user interface to load in um, blockchain events as they relate to parts. But it is not easy. It's especially in this, you know, corporate America Fortune 100 world where it's it's a big shift. And so I think for Honeywell, what, you know, we are challenged with and what we're determined to do is to continue to win over, you know, enterprise by enterprise, company by company, mom and pop shop by repair shop to get them on this blockchain ecosystem so that we can start to really realize how powerful this can be um, if we all connect together. Love it. Was it really hard to um, like train the employees or like what was the process like for giving them this whole new system? Yeah, I think the way that we have our blockchain ecosystem set up is the UI is really easy and it's almost automated in the background. So I'll give you a couple examples. One is we have GoDirectTrade as a marketplace and there's automatic events that take place. For example, if sellers list their inventory right for sale on their storefront, if sales and purchases are made, all of those things are automatic transactions that automatically write to the blockchain ledger. So that's like, you know, no, no energy has been uh, used in order to capture those events. And when you start to look at our ecosystem and you start to look at how we connect to other OEMs, um, repair shops, aircraft dismantlers, that's when there's a little bit more in terms of trying to connect them either to their own node or they have to log into our UI, which is really easy to do. And what they do is they log in using their credentials because we have a permissions-based blockchain. Um, they log in, they upload either a spreadsheet or they can, if they're technically savvy enough, they can use our APIs and we can try to suck out kind of that part information from them. You know, another cool thing is Honeywell is a very, very large manufacturer of aerospace parts. And we have an ERP system, it's called SAP. And where we wanna automate you know, into our ledger, we will do it. And so every single time something comes off our assembly line, so every two seconds, two parts come off our aerospace manufacturing lines, those birth events, those digital birth events, um, they get written to our ledger automatically. Oh, wow. Every time we repair something, yeah. So I think it's this thing where Honeywell has tried to set and we continue to try to set kind of examples of full integration of your ERP systems into the ledger, right? So it's kind of like this, you don't think about it. And this, you know, our blockchain ledger automatically keeps getting populated. And then if mm. we get another big OEM that can integrate their ERP system into the ledger, which by the way, it's not hard. Like using APIs today, that integration, it's not a year long IT project. These are like two week projects to 
test the API, test the connections, get them up and running and start you know, flowing the transactions to the ledger. Do you have a friend who's interested in getting into cryptocurrency, but they don't know where to start building their portfolio? Well, we have the answer. It's called Copy Trader by eToro. With Copy Trader, you can automatically copy every trade of eToro's top crypto traders, just like myself or Bryce or Kevin, at the exact price point and in real time. No need to study up on markets or develop your own strategies. Simply just sign up and copy our trades. Any profits that we make, you do too. Proportional to your investment, of course. With eToro, you get access to the world's most popular cryptocurrencies with transparent trading fees all in one easy-to-use app. Copy the smart money with eToro. Join now at eToro.com slash crypto101. Thank you. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And you know, I guess my next question kind of comes down to Okay, so Go Direct Trade is this program that Honeywell made for aerospace, but I'm sure that they're looking at the numbers and realizing the the efficiencies in this, you know, this vertical of their business. Do you think that companies like Honeywell or some of the other Fortune 100s are going to now in 2020, 2021 as this stuff gets proven out on a small scale, do you see this ramping up to being a really big company-wide initiative? I do. I mean, I think Aerospace still has a long way to go in terms of one, getting everyone on e-commerce and two, really um, expanding the blockchain ecosystem so that you have more people signing up for this kind of shared data um, platform model. Um, But I already, I have contacts that are trying to look to do the same concept in the chemical market, right? Chemicals is in the same boat as use aerospace parts. It's all antiquated. It's emails, it's phone calls. It's really hard to get chemicals, you know, find chemicals from a B2B perspective. And they're looking to do the same thing, a chemical marketplace where we use blockchain technology to bring transparency to the marketplace. I mean, it's crazy because conceptually you can apply this to so many different industries. Yeah, that's a great point. What are some words of advice you would share? Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details with a company that might be thinking about implementing blockchain for the first time. We've got a lot of people in our audience that own or operate their own businesses, and I'm sure that's exactly what they're thinking right now. I think, so this is a question that gets, it doesn't necessarily get asked a lot, but whenever, you know, we talk about it, we end with this, or we talk about, you know, how do people get started and how can you start like moving forward with the technology? And in my mind, there's three ways, whether you're a mom and pop or a big Fortune 100 company or a big corporate America company. One is you can invest in the technology and spool up your own blockchain network, which is pretty expensive. It's a big investment. There's an architecture. There's a hardware investment. You need developers. It's a really big investment to kind of spool up your own enterprise, enterprise grade, you know, maybe Hyperledger Fabric, you know, blockchain platform. Um, but the second way you can get involved is you can create your own node and connect to another blockchain. So the way that we have our blockchain structured is it's this chain of chains effect where we connect with others and a node is about a $4,000 a year investment for the hardware. Or the third way, which is a really easy way, and for me, you know, trying to be an advocate for the technology with other companies, you can just start 
you know, getting authenticated on our permission-based blockchain, and you can start logging into the user interface, loading up um, part events, right? If you're a repair shop and you're repairing serialized parts, provide the data, let it flow into the ledger so that, you know, if it ever circles back, either on the marketplace or in the hands of somebody else, then that information is, you know, automatically stored on the ledger. And that costs nothing. All that really costs is, one, if you do it manually, you're just uploading maybe a spreadsheet or a CSV, or two, if you want to, you know, connect your your basic system to ours using either an API or FTP, that's really easy, right? And then right then and there, you're not really spending anything, but you're participating in the blockchain ecosystem. You're loading events, you're able to look at all the events on the ledger. Um, in effect, you are, you know, using blockchain technology. So I think you've just got to get started. I think there's so many people that are interested in it, you know, especially from an enterprise perspective. Maybe for us, it's a lot different because we don't deal much with the cryptocurrencies, but they talk about it a lot, but just stop talking and just do it, right? If there's an option where you can just start logging into the user interface and loading events um, and looking at other things on the ledger, like that costs you nothing and you can start playing with it. For Honeywell, it was building our first application. And now, I mean, we've just exploded in the past year in terms of what other areas we're looking at, like additive manufacturing. Um, we're looking at it for parts traceability and marking like you do on $100 bills, but on aerospace parts. It's just like once you get started, the sky is really the limit, especially kind of in an, you know, in an enterprise environment. In the consumer environment, trying to interact with blockchains is still requiring almost like half a developer level of expertise to deal with Ethereum addresses yeah. and contracts and stuff like that. But it's great to know that the enterprise experience is so much easier. What made Honeywell decide to go with IBM Hyperledger over other enterprise blockchain solutions? What was the story of the path that you, you guys went down to arrive at this conclusion and implementation? Yeah. So for us, Hyperledger... Fabric is a, a really good product in terms of having the ability to have a really robust, what I would call an enterprise grade um, blockchain platform. So for example, when I say robust and enterprise grade, GoDirectTrade is not the, it, we're not the only kind of solution in Honeywell that's trying to build blockchain applications. So with Hyperledger Fabric, it allows us to create multiple channels so that there's multiple groups within Honeywell that are working on different blockchain technologies and they're developing on separate channels that are either siloed or they can connect with us. For example, we have our um, blockchain engine logbooks that is in its um, proof of concept phase right now that's being developed on a separate channel on our platform, but eventually it probably will end up connecting with what we're doing on GoDirectTrade. Um, in general, I think Hyperledger Fabric, not only is it robust, but it enables us to execute on smart contracts. And a lot of what we do takes kind of additional logic, you know, whether it's a quota system that we're trying to manage or authentication, or I, it just allows us, you know, a lot of flexibility to um, kind of make our platform smart and to kind of take all of our rules that we want to implement um, down to bits and bytes. And the third thing I'd say about Hyperledger is I'm part of hyperledger.org and it's just a phenomenal organization um, where you can, they have lots of special interest groups. Right now I'm part of the climate action special interest group. Um, there's one on healthcare, there's financial transactions, but it's a great organization that tries to bring like minds, you know, across the globe, especially within these like enterprise settings to try to further the technology and kind of connect the dots because it's not, just about healthcare, right? It's not just about pharmaceuticals or 
um, food or aerospace, we are basically all trying to solve very similar problems. And the hyperledger.org helps us kind of come together like minds and kind of further the technology. Really fascinating and really great explanation. Um, kind of hopping over to a little different side of the equation. I'm kind of curious if Honeywell uh, would accept or is considering accepting, you know, Bitcoin or stable coins in their stores. And would you ever see that, you know, acceptance of crypto for payments unfold in the enterprise space? I think so. I don't. I don't even say. You know, when people say never, say never because they seem like it's really far away. I think it's absolutely on the horizon, right? On GoDirectory today, you can actually configure your storefront. So sellers can launch a storefront in like three easy steps. So you could be either mom and pop or multi-billion dollar enterprise. And you can start listing and launching your own aerospace storefront for sale in like five minutes or less. And one of the payment options that we allow is checking out with cryptocurrency. And so there isn't like full integration with the cryptocurrency, but we want to put the placeholder there so that if somebody wants to pay with cryptocurrency and they'll contact the seller to make that kind of transaction and sale, we want to start, you know, with our minimum viable product one, like allow that idea to settle in there, right? To see if people are interested in it. And then two, if it proves out that people are interested in doing this in aerospace, then build out the integration. And so even for us in GoDirect Trade, we're already open to it. Now for enterprise companies and some of these like big, you know, corporate behemoths, eventually it's going to happen, in my opinion. And I think that for us, it's a great test bed where we can try things out with cryptocurrency ahead of time um, and kind of pave the way for Honeywell Inc., kind of our mothership, um, to consider that in the near future. That's really incredible. I had no idea that we were even that close. It's really, really amazing just how fast this space moves. It never ceases to amaze me. Can you speak to Honeywell's vision for the future? Do you know what overall is Honeywell trying to build with the sum of all their parts? No pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great question. And I feel, you know, if it doesn't come out of my voice, I'm incredibly passionate about just Honeywell and where they're headed in the next 5, 10, 15, or 20 years. And I've been with Honeywell for over 15 years. So I would say, you know, I'm, I'm not an old timer, but like I definitely understand Honeywell and its culture. And I think, you know, I know where, where we're headed. Um, I would say from a future perspective, Honeywell is really going to become a software industrial powerhouse. I think if you're not familiar with Honeywell for the people on the call today, you know, Honeywell has a very rich legacy in innovation and manufacturing in multiple different areas. But, you know, you don't really think of Honeywell when you think of high tech. You typically think of Apple or Google or Facebook. I mean, those are kind of the household names that you know, people gravitate towards and they think about when they think of software, high tech, um, the latest and the greatest. What I think Honeywell is going to do and what we are slated to do, if you really look at our product lines that are coming down the pipe, uh, we will become that software industrial powerhouse. I think, you know, we had a town hall at Honeywell and I talked about, you know, where we're going to be in 10 years. And by the time my kids go to college, right, and they're at the career fair, I guarantee Honeywell is going to be that name that they're going to gravitate towards from a high-tech perspective. They're going to say, I want to work for Honeywell because they're a high-tech company and they are going places. Just like, you know, kind of what the kids today would say about maybe like an Apple or a Google or a Facebook. Um, some of the really cool things we have coming down our pipeline, like we have blockchain technology, right, that we're aggressively developing in. We have quantum computing, which is... Mm-hmm 
like a really, really big deal for Honeywell. I mean, I can't disclose a ton about it, but I've been trying to get more involved in that space. And my God, like, I can't wait to see the things that are coming in like a year from now in terms of what Honeywell is going to actually publicly announce in terms of what we're doing in the quantum computing space. Um, and then software technology in general. Our, we have the Honeywell Connected Enterprise inside of Honeywell, which is focused solely on software applications and solutions, right? We want to become a software tech company. And so we dedicated a portion of Honeywell's business to doing just that. And I, you know, it's just, I can guarantee you like one to two years from now, like Honeywell will really rise to the top in terms of those high tech names that people will recognize and want to work for. That's really fantastic insight. I mean, when I thought of Honeywell, I was like, oh, I've had a Honeywell space heater or an air conditioner. <laughs> no. Now oh, they make no. airplane parts. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Wait, now they're going to be, you know, competing yep. with the Apples and the Microsofts of the world? Yep. Like, whoa. That's right. That's really amazing. So aside from one of the, aside from working for one of the biggest companies in the world, perhaps the even more impressive thing on your resume is you have a master's in finance from Harvard. When I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, I got to ask her about some really off topic stuff. We here love to pick the brains of people that just have really high degrees in education and experience. So would you mind sharing something about finance that you find (laughs) most people in the world have no clue about? You know, what should we all be aware of to improve our lives? That's a good question. And I think if everyone knew the answer to that, we'd be far richer besides the whole buy low, you know, sell high concept. You know, one (laughs) thing I was talking to, yeah, what's that? Um, But one thing I was talking to, you know, Adam and Max about is that, you know, you don't like use your, unless you use your degree every single day of your life, it's really hard to have like working and applied knowledge of it, right? I think for a small stint, I did stuff in finance, but ultimately, because I've been in technology and software for so long, like I'm just not, you know, that finance person. I think it gave me like some good rounding for business acumen. I mean, I deal with obviously like profit and loss statements. I have a budget, right? You do things like that. But unless you're just like a finance geek that's dealing with finance transactions every day and in the markets, that's really not going to do all that much for you. I think for (laughs) me, instead of a finance geek, I become a software geek. I'm kind of curious. Um, yeah, that's actually, that's great insight. And I love that. I'm also curious on like, do you remember the first time you heard about cryptocurrency or was it first that you heard about blockchain um, like from the enterprise side and then you discovered Bitcoin? Well, we did it. So I discovered it too at the same time. So I would say, I think it was like a year and a half ago when we were preparing to launch our marketplace, there was one of the founders, I don't know if you know them, but it's rare, but rarebits.io. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I met with one of the founders who's friends with one of my really, really good friends, or no, he's the brother of one of my best friends. Um, And he showed me his marketplace. We were talking about it, like sharing stories. I was mainly trying to just learn from him, right, about this e-commerce marketplace, but they were using cryptocurrency. Um, But that's the first time that I was really introduced to, at the same time, cryptocurrency and blockchain technology. And the reason why it even like popped into my head when we were trying to solve this trust problem, it was that conversation that I had with him. So it's really like this, you know, never underestimate the ability to connect the dots. I think if you were to ask me, 
what the most important thing is for innovation, it's this ability to connect dots. No matter what you know, it doesn't matter if you can't extrapolate and connect it with somebody else. And that conversation that I had with him, which really didn't apply to me at the time, or I didn't think it applied to me, like, look at what happened now, right? I mean, he introduced me to the concept. I thought, oh, you know what? I think blockchain might be that thing that might be able to help us manufacture trust. So people actually check out. Yeah. And now it's just a completely different ballgame. I mean, Honeywell's, Honeywell, I would say, and I'm not just saying this, but in the aerospace world, I would say that we are the leader in blockchain technology development. Now, doesn't mean that people aren't going to catch up really soon because I think more and more aerospace companies are becoming more interested in it, um, but all the more for us to move faster and to be even more aggressive with it. I love it. And I really, really like that part where you said about connecting dots. I mean, that so much of that is exactly what we try to do here at Crypto 101 every day. You know, Bryce and I, we've got our skill sets, but by no means are we the smartest guys in the room when it comes to a crypto conference. But we try and do our part by just connecting the dots and yeah, people find awesome. the other guy that they need. And it's really rewarding to, you know, look at all these people that I look up to that are building this brand new world and at least finding a niche in a way that I can participate. And that's something anyone can do who's out there listening. You can pick up the phone and tell someone else about crypto and blockchain and just get them started down the rabbit hole. And who knows where it might lead, even if there's not a clear uh, answer in mind at the time, just, just start wandering. And uh, we're going to help each other connect the dots, build this amazing new world. Lisa, we just have a couple more questions we want to ask before we let you get back to work. And you've got a lot to do today. If this is the first podcast someone getting into the blockchain space wanted to had heard, you know, what would you want them to know? Oh, I would want them to know to just start moving forward. I mean, in general, like when, whether it's blockchain or anything in life, I just like ask yourself what it takes to just be a little better today than you were yesterday. And I, I would say Garmin has the best slogan. They say beat yesterday. And I think, you know, for someone that's just kind of entering the blockchain space, read about it, right? There's like quantum computing. I want to know all about it. So I was on TED Talks. I was on YouTube. I was on podcasts. Absorb the information. But just absorbing the information, that's great, you know, learning more about it. But then like get involved in things so that you can, you know, be part of a project, right? You can start developing in it. You, If you work for a company and you're able to influence, like maybe to try out a new technology or try to develop in something, you know, bring it to your company. I just ask yourself what it's going to take to kind of move it forward, like from where you are. And it's not enough to just kind of read about it. You've got to have that applied knowledge. And, you know, don't be scared to try it out. Well said. And the last question that we have is, what is one company you think is going to have the greatest impact on the crypto space? It could be a crypto company, could be a Fortune 100 company. What do you think? Oh, it's going to be Honeywell. Is that like a cheating thing? I mean, you said... <laughs> yes, you can't say your own company. You have to guess someone else. Um, I, I honestly can see any marketplace, whether it's Amazon, Etsy you know, some of these Bonanza, some of these large e-commerce marketplaces, like really start to move forward in the in the cryptocurrency space. It's a no brainer, right? It's another way to transact. It's a way to, you know, do things quickly. And what's even cool about it is the fact that all transactions are stored on a ledger. I also think that in the real estate world, um, I think blockchain technology is also just 
something that makes perfect sense in a world in the world of real estate and how we transact and sell and buy homes. I completely agree. I mean, real estate is ripe for innovation and they yep. sorely need this upgrade from their, you know, thousands of years old legacy system of yep. doing things. But uh, I used to work in real estate for just a little bit and it is so slow to evolve exactly. and change for anything. In a but, thousand forms, right. Yeah, it needs yep. to happen. It needs to happen. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on the show today. If uh, people want to reach out to you and ask you more questions about Honeywell or Go Direct Trade, where can they contact you? I would, and anyone who's interested, they can find me on LinkedIn under Lisa Butters. Um, I'm very active there. You can message me, but connect with me on LinkedIn. I'd love to hear from you. You know, I consider every connection I have just a blessing in terms of like getting to know another person or having, you know, someone to talk about something with. So please use that and I will definitely respond back. Fantastic. And what's the website for Go Direct Trade? It is www.godirecttrade.com. Perfect. Lisa, thank you so much. We'll definitely Thanks, be in guys. touch. Okay. Take care, everyone. You too. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.